Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Well, welcome to this evening service. This is our seat. Father, we thank you for your teaching anointing. We thank you for utterance. We thank you for eloquence. We thank you because we know that you're here and you will speak mightily to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, thriving through prayers. Thriving through prayers. That is what we'll be talking about today. Um, first, I'd like to appreciate... Pastor Tulogwe, thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity again. <laughs> I do not take it for granted. So it's actually very interesting because two days before PT called me that, oh, Benjamin, PPL for next midweek, I was, I was just talking to someone actively about the concept of prayer. Yeah, I just, I don't know, that day I was, I was praying and I was studying, I just had this I just had this revelation about what prayer should be. And I was running the commentary by the person. And before I knew it, two days later, Peter called me, you're doing some thriving through prayer. I said, oh, wow. That, that's, that's, that's interesting. So the first text we'll be reading today is, um, we'll be reading today is from Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, we'll just read verse 1 in the words of Jesus. Media Alpha, we are still dealing with our HDMI palaver. It is well. So it says that men ought to pray and not to lose art. I'm reading NKJV. Luke 18 verse 1 says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose art. Other versions will say men ought to pray and not to faint. So it is, it is actually very important that to thrive in this world, to thrive in this world that we live in, you need a strong mentality. Because with the way things are happening, the, the difference between the people in um, centuries ago and we that we are living now is that if anything happened in different parts of the world or even in your locality, you might not even know. You might not know. People, people don't even hear news until maybe months or years after. But we, as it is happening, it is in our face. Just open your social media and you will see everything that is happening in the old world. Do you know what it takes to take all of that information in? In real time. So, so you wake up very early in the morning. It's why people say stuff like, <laughs> media should not be what you consume the first thing in the morning, even if you will consume it at all. 
Because I've read some, even people that are not Christian, I've read some of the books they write and some of the things they say. They said what they do to change their mindset, to change their lifestyle is they took away media. Totally. These things are very, very important. To live in this world, you have to have a strong mentality. And where else are you going to get a strong mentality if not in the place of prayer? When you wake up in the morning, this is not even negotiable. You're a Christian. You wake up in the morning. What is the first thing you're supposed to do? It's to pray. The first thing is to go and get your mentality right with God. Go to God first. And go and get it right. Enter the place of prayer. Ask God what he wants you to do in that very day. See, prayer is not, prayer is not telling God to do something for you. It's not compelling God or telling God to change or do something. No. Prayer is you aligning to what God wants you to do. So when you are praying, you are asking God, God, what do you want me to do? Because it doesn't matter what you want to do. God has made it available already. So there's no question about, oh God, give me this, give me that. You see that, uh, you see that Lord's prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He said, give us our what? Our daily bread. What is your daily bread? What is daily bread? The daily bread, dear, is asking what you need to do that very day. What is the instruction for the day? So when you go out in the morning and you don't have an instruction for the day, the day goes anyhow. It's whatever comes. That's the way the day will go. But when the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is to go to God in prayer, then your day is set right. Let's look at an example. Now, we all look at the story of Job. A lot of people say, you know, a lot of people, we've had a lot of theories and a lot of theology about Job. Uh, probably God did this to him, whether it was the devil that did that to him. But a lot of people, we didn't, we didn't, read, the cons- we didn't read that story properly. Do you notice that in the beginning of that chapter, they said Job did something every day. What did he do? Early in the morning, he goes out to pray and offer sacrifice. Every single time. But do you know that the moment that thing happened to him, the first thing he did in Job chapter 2, the first thing Job did was to open his mouth and curse the day he was born. So what do we expect to happen? The first thing he did was to curse the day he was born. So, like, I don't understand. What do we expect? Oh, it, it should continue to get better after you cursed the day you were born. No. In fact, in Job 38, after he had spoken and spoken and spoken and spoken and his friend could not even, you know, justify any of the things he was saying and the friends too were saying rubbish too with him. God came and told Job. He said, why are you speaking like somebody who is foolish? He said, since the day this happened, have you commanded the morning? Since the day this thing happened, did you pray? Did you command a change to happen and cause the day spring to know its place? Let the wicked be shaken out of the earth. Did you do that? You did not. He said, I have given the day to you the same way the clay is in the hand of a potter. You can mold it and shape it the way you want. But no, you didn't do that. What did you do? You cursed the day. So you see how important prayer is. So the first thing we need to do to get things right is we need to get 
our mentality right in place of prayer. Prayer helps change the state of our mentality. Prayer helps you to put things into perspective. It helps you control everything. Prayer is, prayer is so important. But I think the problem with prayer is, or the problem with people, is that we use prayer wrongly. You, we want to use prayer to cure work. No, you use prayer to enhance work. You can't, use, you can't replace prayer with, no. Work has its place. Prayer has its place. So while you are working, you use prayer to do what? To enhance your work. That is how it is done. It's just like what, it's just like what AI would do to the science world. AI will not take over the world. No, it cannot. It doesn't have the capability to. It will only enhance your work. So people are always scared that probably AI will put you out of work. It's a lie. It's only a mediocre company that will hire a AI over an expert human. No. No. AI will only enhance your work. That's the same thing prayer does. Prayer enhances everything that is already that needs to work in your hands. So, and the reason why prayer is so important is, is because, and why I think people don't understand the concept of prayer is, prayer does not change God. Prayer doesn't necessarily do anything to God. Um, our prayers don't, um, it doesn't do anything to God. Because the answers to your prayers are not manufactured by your prayer. The answer is already available. So, if our prayers manufacture the answer. It means that God was lying when he said, he has said yes to all our prayers in Jesus Christ. And of course, God cannot lie. So it means that your, the answer to your prayer, the answer is there already. Your praying is to what? Is to go and lay hold. It's just like healing. What is God's will concerning healing? Is that you'll be healed. So when, when you're not praying that, oh God, heal me. That's the wrong prayer. The prayer is, I laid of healing that is already available to me. The Bible says that by his stripes, I have been healed. So I am healed. I laid of it. Even the scripture explains this even further. He said, when you pray according to God's will, he said, believe that you have what? Believe that you have received. Because the answer is already there. So just go and take it. He said, we should, Hebrews, Hebrews says that we should come with boldness with confidence, to obtain whatever we need. Whatever we need, we should come and obtain it. So, it means that if they are just manufacturing, we have to, when we get there, we have to wait, Abby. We have to queue. That, okay, one manufacturer lower, just uh, be patient. It's coming. But no, it's readily available. Just go in and what? And pick it up. So, prayer is, is aligning to, is downloading instructions. That has already been provided by the Spirit. You want to do something. You want to get ahead in life. The idea is there. Just go there and pick it up. I remember there was a time I was talking to um, like an elderly friend of mine. She's like a mentor. And you know when I got to her, I was just downloading my worries, downloading all, all the problems that, has, that is happening in this world and all of that to her. And she just looked at me. And the first thing she told me was, Benjamin, do you know that your spirit knows what to do? I look at them like, well, how does this correlate with 
what I've been explaining to you. If my spirit knows what to do, why am I here in confusion? He said, your spirit knows what to do. You know what to do. All you just need to do is go and ask for instruction. Pray it out. Pray the instructions. Pray it out. See, if you're a Christian, you are never confused. See, confusion is just a state you are in because you don't know who you are or you forgot who you are. So, anytime you are in confusion or you're in a state you don't like, you are probably in a distressed state or in a depressive state, just pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to help. In fact, you know there are times where we get to a place of prayer, we don't even know the words to say. We don't even know what to pray about. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He said, we do not know what we, what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit makes intercession for us, meaning that it gives you inspiration on what, on what to pray about. I remember there was an argument on Twitter one time about somebody saying um, stuff about uh, they listen to secular stuff just to get inspiration. Is the Holy Spirit a joke to you? I don't get it. Is the Holy Spirit a joke to you? He knows all things. All, in quotes. All things. He will tell you the books to read. The Holy Spirit can lead you to go and read books. I remember when I am struggling on a particular field and I need information about it, the Holy Spirit will give me a keyword to go and search on script. And I will find a book talking about that. So what are we talking about? And you are saying you have to listen to... Like, some, some people need to be knocked. Yeah. You know those echo that our parents used to give us when you are small, that we reset your in fact, reset button. Your head will just correct when you collect that, that knock. <laughs> you know, there's this thing that my mom will say, when they knock you, you see all the food in this world, you'll be craving it when you collect those type of knock. Glory to God. So Mark eleven twenty four help us put this thing properly into perspective. It says that, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, what happens? Believe that you have what? That you have received it. And it will be what? It will be yours. See the clause there. It means that if you do not believe that you have received it, what will happen? So the, the problem there is, you are not, when you are in the place of prayer, you are laying old. You are not begging. You are, you are taking it. That is what you are doing. You believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That is the idea. So I was reading a book somewhere. The person was like, prayer is like, prayer is like, a, is like a paradox. It's like, it's laying hold of what is already available. It's why a lot of people get confused about the concept of prayer. Yeah, it's the reason a lot of people get confused about the concept of prayer. The Bible says that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord. Ah, but we love the Lord, then some bad, bad things are still happening. Then what is the problem? You forget that that verse has always been true, even before you were born. Even before you were born again, that verse had been written that all things work together for good. So what are you supposed to do? Align to this word. When things are becoming shaky around you, command it to come right back. 
That is the idea. That's why Jesus told them, men ought to what? Always pray and not lose heart. You cannot lose heart. That is the plan of the enemy, to make you lose heart. I remember this story. I, I don't know whether it was uh, Smith. Because it was one of those God's generals, Sha. We just read the story somewhere that he, he was sleeping in his bedroom. Then he came downstairs. He said probably the powers of darkness had scattered. The, they were just scattering everywhere. This man did not utter a word of prayer. He didn't say anything. He just eased. And he told them, if you like, let me go and sleep and come back and meet you here. When he, when he woke up, they had arranged everything and they had left. But today, I saw, I saw one video on Instagram. <laughs> Somebody wore like a ghost stuff and entered somebody's room. The guy took off, <laughs> went into his room, packed his bag, ran outside again. I said, ah. The that one is even is, is, a, is a ghost. Some people is cockroach or war gecko. Be shouting blood of Jesus. Go and carry anointing oil. Seriously. Uh -uh. So, somebody once said that flying cockroach is a threat to humanity. A bit you are surprised. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, yes. The term all things work together for our good, we only make it our reality in the place of prayer. You can only make that your reality in the place of prayer. Because the way the world, the way the world was wired from the beginning, we know God, when the Bible says when God created everything, everything was good. But we knew what happened. Abby. So Jesus came to make it good for us again. But the world is still the way it is, in a way. So you are the one that's going to make that world your reality in the place of prayer. So, we'll talk about uh, three important things. So, the first thing we'll talk about is, what does the Bible say about prayer? So, from the beginning, we understand that prayer is the voice of faith. Prayer is the voice of faith. It is speaking with authority, backed up by God's word. Speaking with authority, backed up by God's word. Let's see. I have a scripture here. Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 1 verse 12. This is this is not like this is not the best of examples, Sha, because I know Jesus Jesus already like helped us <laughs> with this. So I just want to just back it up with this. Second Kings 1 verse 12 was when Elijah, you know, some people came to arrest him. And what did he do? He says, if I am a man of God, let what? Let fire fall. And what happened? Fire fell. Fire fell. I don't know whether to say fortunately or unfortunately. Um, I'm just sorry for those guys. You know? I don't know whether nobody told them about Elijah before they went to do that. Well, I think it was the third captain that had sense. The first 50 went, fire burned them. The second 50 came again. Like, didn't you hear what happened? They came again to arrest him, fire burned them. The third captain came and said, Sir, I know and I respect you, sir. I've seen what you have done. 
please. Please. So please, just, just, just because of my king, just come. That's all. And Elijah was like, oh, like you, you have sins. You are doing well. So he followed him. But the point there is, prayer is faith activated. So once you believe in what you're saying, it happens. You know the answer is there, so you are going to go and get it. So I'm not, I'm not going... So it, it puts prayer in a different perspective for you. When you know the answer is already there. So what you are doing in the place of prayer is you are going to lay hold of it. You are not even stressing. Glory to Jesus. Secondly, Jesus said that we ought to pray at all times. And the apostles also said to pray continually. Pray without season. There is a reason they kept hammering this thing. That pray, 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 pray at all times. Pray at all times. So, prayer brings relief from distress. We learned, I learned this a lot from David. Like, every single time something is not going his way, Papa just goes to the place of prayer and begins to, you know, Lord, I am overwhelmed by my distress. I know you can save me. And, you know, it just... But the, the great thing is, we even have the Holy Spirit. So, I can just, I can just switch... From this to from zero to hundred to become joyful because I have the Holy Spirit. I can just do a victory run in my room. Why? I can start from a hundred. I don't have to start from zero. I can start from hundred. I will just go from zero to hundred. Yes, that is what we can actually do. That is the spirit that is already indwelling inside of us. So the Bible also tells us that a Christian should always pray. They don't even need to like. To be honest, yeah, I know, fine, prayer can be difficult. And the reason prayer is difficult is because you don't pray. To be honest, that, that's just how it is. If, if you don't pray, you don't pray. If you pray, you pray. The only way to know how to pray is to pray. So all you need to do is what? Just pray. Just pray. Just open your mouth. And pray. And we have, we even have the, the, the greatest tool of them all, speaking in tongues. It's a building yourself, you're building yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you can just start, you can just start by praying the Holy Ghost. Start from there. Then you begin to pray in understanding. The Holy Spirit will start pinpointing where you need to pray about, who you need to pray for, what you need to pray about. It's so weird that my experience of speaking in tongues was during intercession. So, in my previous church, you only get uh, filled with the Holy Spirit on special, special programs. So, it's only when one special minister comes and prays. People start spraying tongues and all of that. So, unfortunately for me, people were spraying. People say, Holy Ghost, no grief enter me that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I no grief speaking tongues. I was now wondering, like, why is this so difficult to really speak in tongues? Everybody don't collect. What's happening? It will not reach me to... So I just went home that day. I just went to her. Then I said, this night, oh, ah, Holy Spirit, you must come down. And we will speak this, this tongue that is strange. We will speak it. So I was there. I, was not, I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing. I was saying, the Holy Spirit, how we go do them now? Shall we just start to speak this thing or what is going to happen? Then 
I was there to start praying for people. I started interceding for people. I was just praying for people, generally. People that came to my mind, I prayed for them, my pastor, I prayed for her, prayed for at the time. I was just praying for everybody that was coming to my mind. All of a sudden, I didn't even know what happened. Something just changed. So I paused. I said, okay. Ah, bless it. So I was worried about what I was saying. I was like, ah, bless it, this thing don't change. True, true. So... Okay, so I just, I just kept speaking, but I was speaking it small, small, because I was scared, like, if I, I should not be saying rubbish, people that are around me, what, is going to, what are they going to think I'm saying? So my mom was in the living room, and she noticed I was struggling with what to do with the tongue or whatever that was happening to me. So she started speaking in tongues loudly. Immediately, I just took over, and my voice overshadowed hers. And I started speaking loudly in tongues. For like 30 minutes, I was just scattering everywhere. Scattered your dining. Yes. Nobody says scatter, man. Just the blue tongues. So that's what I meant. So that was, I, I was happy that that was my own knowledge of speaking in tongues. So I realized that I don't need to speak in tongues at special meetings or at, I can speak in tongues on command anytime I wanted. So prayer grants you understanding for great and mighty things. We saw that in, in the book of Daniel, chapter 2. It reveals the deep and the secret things to you. In fact, this led me to a whole different research. Because I felt like some of the greatest inventions in, in the world, in science, had to come from God. So I went to Google all these scientists, and pity, I saw over 500 scientists that were devoted Christians. These guys did not play with prayer and Bible study. The one that bust my brain the most was the father of computer. Charles Babbage. I have been hearing about this guy since primary school and I didn't even know he was a Christian. In fact, in his book, The Passages of a Life of a Philosopher, he dedicated two chapters. The first chapter, he talked about the concept of miracle. The second one, he explained the deity of God. I said, how? Have I not seen? I don't understand. Did he, it was like they were hiding these things. But they were purposely identity. We heard about Charles Law, Boyle's Law in chemistry. These guys were Christians. Do you know that it was not... Um, what's the name of the guy that invented the light bulb? Um, Edison, Kilunjeno, um, whatever his name was. He was not the first person. He was the first person to take the concept of the light to the market. The first person who discovered it was Humphrey David. It was in his study of the stars that he, that he understood the particles and the movement of light. He was seated outside doing his Bible study and his prayer, and he got that concept and brought it into science. Bowles, um, Robert Ball, the, the boy law, boy's law guy, he said that science is for the glorification of God. He said you can't be a scientist and not, be, and not find God. Like Science will lead you to God. Science will lead you to God. So, basically, anybody who is a scientist and decides to ignore the existence of God, it's, it's, your, it's, on, your, it's on your head. You decided to ignore it. Because it is evident. Even David said it in Psalm 19. He said, day unto day uttered speech. He said, every single thing, every single thing talks about God. You will see it. He said, it's only a fool that will look at everything. Ah, come on. You will look at creation. You will see. Come, it has to, there has to be a master designer that came up with this. Down to the DNA of humans. 
Glory to Jesus. So, the Bible helps us understand how we should pray. In the OT, prayer felt a lot like begging because the Spirit will come and it will go. So, here Moses says stuff like, hey God, if you, are not, if you are not with us, we will not go. But if you are with us, you will go. But when was God never not with you? He was always with you. So it is not strange for you as a new creation believer to be saying, hey God, as I go out now, let your presence go with me. Ha. He could leave you for us before. <laughs> it's strange now. He says, I am with you till the end of the world. Is this saying your house? You are the temple, not your house. So you carry him wherever you go. So it, it now begs the question that when you are somewhere and things are not going well, you command things to change because you carry God. So wherever you are, allow God. Fill that space through you. Don't allow the circumstance of that place to fill you. You fill the place. That's the idea. So prayer keeps you rejoicing while waiting. That's what the Bible helps us understand. That when you're praying through the process... What prayer does to you is it keeps you rejoicing while you're waiting. It provides you with patience in the process and gives you courage to brace the storm. Prayer is cure for anxiety, for worry. It's why Philippians 4 verse 6 will tell you that don't be anxious for anything. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But when the worry comes, what should you do with it? In place of prayer, supplication, with what? With thanksgiving. Make your request now. Prayer keeps you alert. It keeps you alert and conscious of what is happening around you. See, a man that prays, Yoruba will say, See, they can, nothing can be hidden from you if you are a man of prayer. Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter what anybody wants to do to you. God, in a way, you will just know. You will just know. So I remember I used to have a, a young group of disciples, even before I came to GGC, and we had a WhatsApp group where I just used to check up on them to know their development, because most of them had gone to school and all of that. So I, am this, I, I was very big on them facing their studies and not being in a relationship for a certain time. I was always very big on that, because everybody just wants to have boyfriend, especially young girls. So I was really big on that for them. So I noticed that a group of them have actually, some of them have actually been lying. They had relationship in school. I, I don't know how I knew. I just knew. So, one day I, now, I was not let to ask one that, you, I've been asking you this thing. You've been telling me, Kinikon, Kinikon, one thing. She now said, I know, Kinikon. All of a sudden, I just saw where she was. I now asked her, where are you? He said, she's going, I know you're in school. Where in school are you? I said, are you close to ShopRite? I said, the person that is standing beside you, is he wearing a blue shirt? She now snapped and sent their picture to me. She was not... Sent, I said, in my mind, I'm like, see, it's not like God wants to cast you or anything. Or, no, I'm just telling you that, see, I pray for you people. So if there's anything that is going to, you know, probably lead you, as a, God will let me know. It is not left to you oh, Whatever you decide to do, I cannot force you to do anything. In fact, the discipleship group went from 23 to 5. 
it, it is, it, when you begin to see all those kind of things, they will run away. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still praying for them. So the Bible advises us to pray all kinds of prayers. And that's very important because when you understand the different kind of prayers for different situations, you know how to apply it in correct situations. And it helps you get your answer faster. It's just in the area of healing. You, you don't beg. For, you don't say, God, please heal me. No. The, the answer will, I don't know. Say the answer will come. I, I doubt it. It's a, it's a long shot. Lay would have been, in fact, the, the enemy will just be laughing like, I ah, see this one. You'll be there. Lay would have healing. Lay would have it. You are praying, God, give me money. There's no money in heaven. There's no money in heaven. Nothing. The money is a legal tender on earth. Yes. So there's no money there. So probably you should ask, okay, God, I need money. But what do I need to pray about? How do I go about it? I think that's a better prayer, even if you don't even know what to pray. God, I know there's no money in heaven. But how do I get money? What do I do? How do I go about it? And of course, he's a, he's a loving father. He, tells, he will tell you what to do. He will give you ideas. And when he gives you an idea, don't run away. Here, you will run with the idea and go and be using your own understanding. Then you will not only get 10% out of the idea. The idea was not yours in the first place. Hello? The idea was God's. So wait. Wait. It's one thing I learned from this science. In fact, it's like this, this year. I'm a kawiri mate. Because there are a lot of books to be read. Because one thing I noticed about these guys is these guys did not play with devotion. You will hear someone like Charles Babbage and his friend, they'll be walking by the seashore and you know and be communing with the Holy Spirit, be downloading ideas. Ah, say hey, Oluwa, and I'm here. Twitter anymore, Jesu. Like they took devotion, Bible study, pray seriously. It's why they could invent those next level things. Somebody invented the concept of a computer. Computer will forever be will forever be existing. We will continue to use computers. But somebody thought about this thing 200 years ago. And it's still relevant today. Hallelujah. So how does prayer help us strive? So according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, verse 15 to 22, we saw the prayer of Paul. He says, I know that you are a Christian. You don't have a power problem. Well, it's a knowledge thing. So I pray that you what? That you know. So prayer helps you to know exactly who you are in Christ. What you should be doing and where you should go. That is what prayer does to you. It helps you understand who you are in Christ. It helps, you know your, it helps you know your place in Christ. Prayer reminds you and puts you in the place of awareness of your position and your hierarchy in the spiritual realm. The Bible says you are far above. When you read um, the book Spiritual Intelligence by Chris Valentin, yes, he, he puts that in a proper perspective. You are far above because the truth is, the problem that was caused by powers in the higher realm can only be solved by an idea from a much higher realm. You can't use a natural idea to solve a problem that was created by the devil. It will not work. The problem is it will create more problem. That's what people don't understand. And see, let me even bust your brain. Do you know that any idea 
that we try to execute as humans that do not come from God eventually bets evil. It's why the world is the way it is. You might think of an idea. If that idea is not from God, by the, in the long term, it might look good. But eventually, it might just begin to create chaos and destruction, which is what we see in the world of today. So it's why the Bible says in that Romans 18, that the world is waiting for our manifestation. It's waiting for that God-given idea that will change the world back to the way it used to be. So are we going to bet those things in the place of prayer? So when you forget who you are, just enter prayer mode. Begin to confess the word. Begin to remind yourself of who you are. This is, this is not who I am. No, no. I'm a child of God, filled with joy at all times. <laughs> I'm always rejoicing. There's peace here. There's no depression here. This is not your house for depression. Temple of God, depression, but we are. No, no. We don't do that here. Not today. No. Prayer helps you understand that if God is in charge 100% in heaven, you are in charge 100% here. You are, he says as, as he is, so are you in this world, Abby. As he is 100% in heaven, so are you here 100%. So take it, believe it, and leave it. So prayer, prayer brings us closer to understanding God's faithfulness. It keeps that consciousness in us that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. God is always good. God is always faithful. God is always good. Always good. So if something is not going right for me now, it is not God's fault. I am the one not doing something right. So I need to find what I need to be doing and do it right. It means that you allow yourself to do nothing except you have heard God's word over that matter. There's a matter brooding in your heart. What is God saying about it? Does God want you to solve that problem? Or God wants you to discard it? It is a burden continuously in your heart. Don't just see. Don't just assume a burden and just try to find solution to it. Does God want you to do anything about the burden? Ask God first. You know sometimes we pick battles we are not supposed to fight. Battle will not be our own. You go go carry on for end. You will not be praying. Ah, God, please, oh, hey, how did I enter? This and that. Help me, help me, help me. I don't know where this thing they carry me. They go. Why? You did not ask. You just jumped. You just jumped. Ask. Ask. It's very, very important. So, yes. And finally, we'll be talking about to thrive through prayers. There are seven things we need to understand. The seven things we must know. The first thing is we must understand the nature of prayer. The nature of prayer. What is the nature of prayer? The nature of prayer is to have access to what the Father has made available to us through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the nature of prayer. So prayer is that you are going to, you, you are going to get those things that God has made available to you in Christ Jesus living inside of you through the what through the power of the holy spirit so it's like calling those things that we are not seeing into existence that is what prayer does so when i'm going to the place of prayer i know for certainty that whatever i'm praying for is already available so i'm just going to what to just get it to just lay hold of it so when i have that consciousness it's easier for me to pray i know how to pray 
Praise the Lord. So, two, we must understand the purpose of prayer. What is the purpose of prayer? Like the saying goes, it says, prayer changes you. So, prayer, to constantly uphold, prayer will help you. The purpose of prayer is to constantly uphold your nature as a spirit over your mortal body. To help you stay in the place of power and authority at all times. You are a spirit being first before any other thing. So when you understand that, it, it helps you, in fact, it, it, it helps you get better in everything you do. It helps you get better in everything you do. If I'm a spirit person, it means I'm more knowledgeable wherever I am. I can see, I can see things the way they are. Because I am no longer this mortal person. I am a physical, I am a spiritual person. Look at the things that, I'm sure there were a lot of things that probably were not written about Adam. But do you know what, it, do you know how many animals there are in the world? And Adam named them. I didn't even know the name they were even supposed to, call, to be called. And the name was so perfect. You look at some animals and you see the animals like, oh wow, the name fits the animal. Snail. Goat. Ah no, oh fits in one. You know, snake. Lion. The you know, the name was fitting. It was, it was so beautiful. That's, that's God intelligence. You can see that in man. But that was because his spirit was so alive over his body at the time. Glory to God. So, another thing is, to drive through prayer, you need to understand how prayer works. Actually, and we've said that a lot since we started. It says that prayer is laying hold of the answer already made available. Answer is already available. So prayer is just you going to take it. That's what prayer does. So, seven, the command to pray. The command to pray. Prayer should not be an optional thing. It's like a commandment. It's like something we should always do. It should never be your last resort. The level of your alertness and physical victory hinges on it. Now, what I mean by physical victory is you're already victorious in Christ. So for you to live in that victory, you need to always remind yourself of what Christ has done through prayer. Hallelujah. So then we have, um, we also need to understand examples of prayer. There are different kinds of prayers, right? But the most important thing you need to understand is make prayer like a meet, a meet up with God. Like have have that kind of connection. It, I like the way you version tells you to pray. So when you use you version, when you use that, they are guided prayer to pray. They start. They will tell you choose the kind of music you will like to listen in the background. Whether you want to play a piano ambient or a guitar acoustic or something, something just plays on the background. Then they said, imagine Jesus is sitting beside you, like a bench, like he's sitting with you. Now, just just relax and begin to unbody. Like whatever you think is bothering you, just talk to him like he's sitting beside you. Then after you've done all of that, it's like there's this calmness. The hair, oh yeah, start praying your prayer points. So you can begin to fire from there. So there's this calmness and all of that. You know, <laughs> glory to Jesus. So then we need to understand how God answers prayers. It's the reason we are asked to pray in the first place. Not because... Prayer manufactures the answers to the prayer anyway, but because prayer helps you see the answer. That's what prayer does. Prayer helps you see the availability of the prayer. 
uh, the, yes, the availability of the answer and helps you lay hold of it. So prayer opens my eyes. It opens my ears. It opens my understanding. It helps me to be enlightened, to, to know who I am, to see what I am not seeing, to get the ideas that I am not seeing, to get the instructions to the ideas that have been given. That is what prayer does. So you see, you see why prayer is, is, is very important. Prayer is very, very important. Very, very important. So then the seventh thing is how to pray. How to pray. So before you pray, what is the situation? Before you open your mouth, you need to do a breakdown of the need. Right? I, there's a, there's a, I can't remember the, the Bible verse. He said, I, I think this is just the, let me paraphrase it. He says, the Bible is like, we know you want to pray. God is in heaven and you're on earth. Just calm down. There's no need to rush. Just, just be chill. He, he can hear you. He can hear you. So just chill. Put your mind in order. What do you want? What do you want to ask him? When you put all of those things in perspective, even if, you, even if you need help arranging your thoughts, the Holy Spirit is there. Tell him to help you arrange. Everything is scattered in your mind. Where do we take it from first? Which one do I talk about first? Which one do I pray for first? How do I pray about it? All these things are there in the Bible. So when people say stuff like, eh, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. I'm like, ah. Bible now. Eh? Read the Bible now. <laughs> Except you can you cannot read you cannot read and write. Afinye, except there's that one. Even the people that could not read and write in the old times, they prayed now. They prayed. The founder of Redeem, Baba did not go to school now. And the level by which those people prayed, you can even pray in your own language if you understand if you understand your language, anyways. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but some people don't, don't, don't know how to speak their language. And even when they speak it, it will be like they are, they are speaking in unknown tongues. God help us. <laughs> no, there's a difference too, between speaking your language wrongly and speaking in tongues. It's, there are two different things, please. Don't let us confuse it. So, it is very important. So, to thrive through prayer means that we, we understand the concept of prayer itself. It's very, very important. And I pray that God, God has revealed all those things to us. It is not left for us. I pray that we will align ourselves. We will allow ourselves to do what needs to be done. Because to be honest, prayer is not, prayer is not hard. Prayer should not be your last resort. Prayer should not be an optional thing for a Christian. Prayer should be a thing you love to do. You should come to a place where you love praying. Yes, you should come to a place where you love praying. Because it is going to help you. It is like, it will keep, prayer will keep getting you out of unnecessary troubles, tight angles, and things you are not supposed to face. Prayer will save you from all of those things. There are some odds you are never supposed to jump at all. Prayers will save you from all of those troubles ahead of time. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So yes, I think we have come to the end of our sermon for today.
Hallelujah. So, so now I believe that we, we know how to pray better. Right? So now we are going to be praying that God, I align myself. I align myself to the instructions you have given me. I align myself to the instruction you have given me. Even, even the idea you have given me that I have not gotten instruction for, I come back today. I'm sorry for, for running and going to do it by myself. I am back, Lord. I align myself. I get this instruction and I follow it step by step, precept by precept. How you want me to go about it, I align myself to lay hold of everything you have made available for me. In the name of Jesus. Zandre tosh esti kandre teki asosh etake ospata kredrete ki zandre etro zadradek ziditi zazo jandre tedlias mate koshata kentrendros endreze ki zanita zitake tosh etikati diahandros estek eko sapatika nos ziti zatron randre ziz eskodo shandre telebroka e katandembos endres isketi patayanos le taking root estegiko satakiate sedikoza bradrian redeko sendre ikita kasosh estiketike i dandretos estekolia enro tekesuske ika tandrete kasus kandre li pisa tandretos ketekosia andra tekiki satayanata oh thank you jesus Zihos andre tekesuza tandre lede kesuza andreti isteketo kia prateke kuskatakiata Eketos estekendros edia leketosia. I am because I am filled with your in, with your wisdom. I begin to bet great things that are for the good of this world. In the name of Jesus, rindra estoshkindrete kosiata ekasu prendrete kosi indrete kulia. I begin to provide solutions to everything to problems in this world. In the name of Jesus, ekasa tekalia. The world will never be short of solution as, a, as long as I live in it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.